If you asked your patients who they'd rather talk to, yourself or perhaps one of your pharmacy assistants, I'm sure they would pick you every single time. And that's because you know the most about them. You know their families, you know their medical history, you know their medications, but you can't be there all the time. But what if there was a system that enables your business to know all of that key information, plus understand all the data around our patients to be able to deliver a personalized experience? Well, in this week's episode, we have a chat with Wim Batard from Farm Engage about the technology that can enable ourselves to have better engagement with our customers and personalize the experience. Welcome to the Transformation Show, where successful pharmacy owners and technology partners help you to build a better 21st century pharmacy by embracing technology. Here is your host, Robert Starr. G'day everyone and welcome back to Transformation, the only dedicated podcast in the world where pharmacy and technology collide to bring you, the motivated pharmacy owner, all that you need to build your smarter, more successful 21st century business before it's too late. My name's Robert Starr, your host and guide on this fantastic journey of ours. And we're all the way into episode 59. Well, I wasn't kidding in this intro. We are going to know more about our patients by embracing this technology. And it's amazing what can happen when we put patients at the center of everything that we do and we worry less about the technology, but more about what a remarkable experience we can create. Sure, we're facing a lot of challenges, a lot of threats to the current model of pharmacy at the moment, but there's so much opportunity that's within our control at our fingertips. We just need to be extending our thoughts a little bit bigger. But more on that very, very shortly when we catch up with our guest, Wim Batard, very, very soon. Great feedback from last week. I hope you enjoyed the uh, videos we put together. I just wanted to add that on as an extra experience for you because it's always very hard sometimes sitting there with the earbuds in the ears hearing about some of the technology that you just love to be able to see. And I appreciate that not everyone has time to go and visit a retail workshop like the Retail Evolution Lab that I went to last week. But I hope to be able to bring that to you so that you, at a time when you're ready to have a look at it, can see what's possible and you can see whether it's right for you and your business as well. So hopefully you understand, I guess, a little bit more about the types of technology we were talking about, electronic shelf labels, iBeacons, and I'll try and give you a whole lot more in terms of being able to visually see some of this technology as we go through, and particularly in the in the coming months when I'm going to be visiting some retail technology conferences where we'll be able to actually physically see some of these things. So I'll bring more to you with that as I can. How's your week? How, how have you gone this week? I know we're getting up to, you know, just on the other side of Easter now, we're going to have Anzac Day very soon here in Australia, which is just a fantastic day to remember. I guess what our, all our forefathers have done for us in our country and how lucky we are to be in this age and all the challenges that we've faced apart. But sentiment aside, and I do get a little bit sentimental and nostalgic thinking about all of that. But ultimately, how are you traveling at the moment? We've had a few weeks to think about how we're going to respond to PBS Reform. What changes have you made? I'd love to know. If you don't want to send it through publicly on Twitter, please don't. Uh, But send it through by email and I'd love to have a chat with you and see what we can do to find some opportunity and be able to invigorate some of those areas of your business that are just a little bit, I guess, require a little bit of TLC and a bit of care as well. So... Great to be able to have those conversations. Had a number of them this week. It's just great to hear the passion still alive in the profession at the moment. Sure, we realize that there's a whole lot of challenges that's outside of our control, but it was great hearing some from some pharmacy owners who are doing some big things in their businesses right now and are seeing the big picture of where they want their business to go in five or 10 years' time. And ultimately, I guess which really taps into my sweet spot is really understanding the true benefit of technology as you're going to hear about today from our guest, Wim Batard, that it's enabling us to do so much more. And it's not about the mechanics. It's not about the fact that you've always done the books in the business or you've always understood how all the technology works. It's less about that and more of what it can do for you in your business and bring you closer to your patients, which is an absolutely fantastic thing. And I guess it's the theme of what's going to be in the next couple of weeks. I've been fortunate to be invited by... um, 
um, the Connect 2015, uh, which is the uh, Future Health Summit, which is next week on April 21 and 22 in Melbourne, hosted by the Association Communications Events. And I'm going to be heading along there for the two days, and they're going to be covering off areas that we've only really scratched the surface on in our show on telehealth, remote medicine, patient engagement, which we're obviously going to be covering today, and empowerment apps, big data, analytics, wearable tech, point of care diagnostics, and also robotics. So lots of topical things that we've spoken about, and it's going to be presented by a great lineup of speakers, which actually include former Transformation guests, Kathy Reid in episode 11 and 48, and Jason Berwick-Lewis in episode 23, when we're talking about generating helpful content to get our message out to our communities of what are the key special things that we are known for and what we can do. So I'll be there for the two days. There's going to be some exhibitions. I'll put the link to the conference in the show notes. And the reason I put that there is not that I think that you'll have time to come visit. If you do, hit me up, we'll grab a coffee. Um, But if you're not and you're really interested about finding out a bit more or wanting to ask a question of these speakers, then I've been given a license to go and ask these speakers questions on your behalf and have interviews with them uh, if it's something we need to have a conversation about. So I'd love you to have a look at it, see if there's any topical areas you'd love to know more about. Let me know the questions you'd love me to ask and I'll head across and I'll do that for you and report back to you uh, with all the answers that we get from it. And I'll also be adding to my Periscope clips as well. We recorded the introduction last week and the preview all on Periscope, given a little rest this week, uh, but next week it'll be back up and firing when we're at the uh, Future Health Summit conference. So stay tuned for a whole lot of those. And I guess the best way of knowing when those come up is just follow me on Periscope TV or if you just follow me at Robert Starr on Twitter. And on that as well, um, Feel free as well, and I probably haven't encouraged it enough, um, to hit our guests up on Twitter as well. They'd love to hear from you. Our guest today, Wim Batard, is at Farm Engage, and you can ask any questions of him uh, from today's show on that. Uh, but feel free, going back, I tend to always publish the Twitter handles in the show notes. Uh, so if there's any questions you want to know, our guests are always very keen to answer those questions for you individually. There's going to be a feature interview next week, and it's a really special one. And I just wanted to mention it because I know you won't want to miss it next week, but it's a really different type of interview that we've had on the Transformation Show. It's with a lady called Sarah Kosharski, and she's got an inspiring story. She's a patient. She's not a healthcare professional. She's not a technology partner, but she's got an inspirational story of her own journey as an e-patient and how technology has helped to improve her healthcare journey, not only for herself, but how it's transforming healthcare globally. And she's the keynote speaker at next week's conference. So really privileged that Association Communication Events have allowed me access to her um, ahead of the conference, and you'll get that firsthand next week as well. Now, because this episode comes out on a Friday morning, You're not too late to register for our masterclass, which is going to be at 12 o'clock today, which is Friday the 17th of April. And it's with John Hollenberg from from our 2014 episode 37. And we're going to be talking about the five key things that you need in a high-performing pharmacy website. I know you're going to love that. And particularly at the moment when we're talking about how we mold digital and physical, it's so important that when you go to Google, and we spoke last week about how you can ensure you keep getting found by taking advantage of one of those key aspects, you've got a little preview there of having a mobile responsive website, which not every pharmacy brand does. So you've got a great advantage in taking advantage of that as well. So make sure you head across to robertstar.com forward slash website webinar. You can register for it. Even if you can't attend at 12 o'clock, there'll be a replay sent to you. You can watch that in the comfort of wherever you'd like to do that on any device and make sure that your pharmacy website is in tip top shape. 
Just before we get started with our interview, a big thank you to Pharmacy News and their editor, Chris Brooker. Uh, we've been working a little bit together in the last couple of months, and there's been some great features that I've put together for their business section. Um, so make sure if you're not already following at Pharmacy News on Twitter, or you haven't been to pharmacynews.com.au, just head across there, and they've got some great and latest upside, uh, updates if you're wondering what's going on with the six CPA negotiations and all the big things around the deregulation debate and the Ian Harper report. They've got some great articles covering that from pillar to post. So I know you'll love it. So head across to pharmacynews.com.au. Obviously, if you're outside of Australia, it might just give you a little insight as to where we are right now. And it might be very similar to where you are too. So I know you're going to love it. But without further ado, we're heading across to Wim and our interview. Our interview today is with Wim Batard. He's the co-founder of Farm Engage, where they aim to drive consumer healthcare and wellness in a sustainable healthcare environment. Wim Batard, welcome to the Transformation Show. Thank you, Robert. It's a pleasure to be talking with you today. Oh, look, fantastic, Wim. And I know that, um, you know, there's a number of colleagues I caught up with at APP just recently, and they were buzzing about what the possibilities of Farm Engage can do for them and their their patients and customers. We often have that debate as to which one we call call our, our clients. Um, but, um, you know, it was fantastic to hear that. And I know that our listeners will get a lot out of, uh, you know, how they can improve their relationship with their customers right now. Fantastic. Um, and it is an exciting time. It's a challenging time for pharmacy. And, uh, and I think everything is pointing to let's, let, you know, let's reinvent this, this, uh, this business model that's been so well entrenched. And, uh, and, and, you know, and I think the whole opportunity to use technology to, to do that is going to be the, uh, is going to be the, the, the way forward. Um, and, you know, and, and indeed, the opportunities uh, are there. Uh, there's been lots of uh, other industries doing this thing and uh, and let's talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And as our listeners love to, uh, I guess, know where our guests have come from and uh, why they've cho- chosen to, I guess, help the pharmacy industry. So I guess why, why do you feel that, um, you know, and more so particularly technology relating to this show, uh, why you think pharmacy and technology are a great fit and why have you chosen to focus on it? Robert, my uh, my background has been in in pharmaceuticals and 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 patient health and wellness, and and pharmacy's always been the key for that. And over the time, you know, the the the, the involvement in the the process of putting uh, pill boxes and 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 you know prescription in front of customers has been, you know, kind of taken over the whole discussion. And um, and I think technology has improved so much today that it, it's one simple to use, two able to be able to bring together a whole lot of disparate types of information and systems and processes. And then three, allow the pharmacy to then turn that into a into knowledge that they can apply back into the pharmacy. So uh, my excitement is is that we can then bring together health and wellness and technology and let pharmacy get you know really start to change the the way and the view of the of of business going forward and turn it into something um, you know I, I guess a profitable uh, solution that that allows the, the the changing marketplace to kind of become a bit of yeah, no, look, absolutely. And we, and we, at the moment, because there are so many external and internal threats within the industry, you know, we often try to work out, you know, where we're going to grow and prosper and how, what the sustainable model of pharmacy might look like moving forward. And as we talk about a lot on this show, you know, it's, it's also perhaps going back to the future a little bit in terms of how our forebears in pharmacy functioned in the 1800s, 1900s, where, you know, we didn't have manufacturers, distributors, um, brands. And uh, we had to really listen very closely to our communities to understand what they want. And, you know, I guess that's a fundamental of, of what we were going to talk about today in really building a better customer relationship so that, you know, we're simply, you know, being able to listen a lot better to our customers, not just, you know, in the, in the individual conversations, but perhaps utilizing all this great data that we have at our fingertips, um, but also being able to, you know, determine, you know, what, what conversations have existed previously so that we're we're not asking them to retell a whole lot of stories every time we see them. 
Good point. And I think the the, te- the technology, I, I, you know, I think we um, we use words. And one of the biggest things is to try and understand what those words mean. Um, you know, one that, that comes up all the time is CRM. Uh, and I think as we've spoken before, of it, the, 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 the whole concept of uh, customer relationship management is not so much the technology, but as you point out, it's about the relationship and the management of it. And in, in days gone by, indeed, that was all done in our computers and our heads. These days, it's so complex and so much going on that we can use the technology to start actually even, you know, maybe starting to, to come close to what a what a brain can do. Um, so so we think technology now then, you know, enables, um, you know, to you create an, an, an ecosystem in your pharmacy where um, where you can bring together different platforms and and then start to feed all of that information into that customer relationship management system. Um, so we, we're talking about, uh, you know, kind of the, the whole medication management component. You're talking about loyalty. You're talking about, uh, you know, wellness uh, and, and, and people's shopping experience. Uh, and that, again, also is, is then has to extend outside of the pharmacy because people today also want to utilize technology well beyond simply just standing in front of the pharmacy with their, with their piece of paper. Uh, eventually, of course, prescription to be electronic uh, and and then actually while I'm sitting on the bus I should be able to order and pay for my prescription um, you know via the e-commerce and uh, and, and and apps and uh, and 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 technology that allows that that order to come back to the pharmacy to be filled to have it delivered to my office or to my home and make that convenience work and and I think all of those things uh, with with a key focus always on health and wellness means that the the customer's experience with pharmacy just changes so the CRM then is that management of that relationship goes way 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 beyond a uh, just a store experience and it goes way beyond simply a database collecting data it's got to use smart uh, smart technology today is to uh, to enable and, and if I may use your um, your, uh, your the title of your business Robert <laughs> but the other uh, the transformation because that's what it's going to be doing yeah no look absolutely and, and it's about the changing paradigm of that relationship as well for so long you know we have been you know the medicine experts and we remain those but ultimately there's a whole lot of information that our patients now access without our I guess authority or permission uh, through Google and uh, they try to understand I guess different parts of their healthcare and there's a big movement happening where they are choosing the what the healthcare experience that they want you know they're wearing technology now that tells them about their sleep, their movement, their diet, and they're really trying to make a whole lot of sense out of it themselves. So it really does shift that relationship from being one where patients would come to a physical location, a particular time, see a particular pharmacist, you know, let's call him John for sake of argument, and he would know everything about that patient and would always be, you know, referred to back and forth in terms of how the family's going, but also how that individual's managing their health and their medicines. And, uh, John would never work all the time. John may not be there on the weekend. And ultimately, I think we fell down a lot when, you know, our patients would come in, want to speak to John. John's not there. And, um, you know, they had to unfortunately retell their story. And that may have existed not only in the pharmacy, but in other healthcare environments. So, you know, it's right. We need to make a whole lot of sense out of it. Um, But, you know, I guess it's not just about, you know, keeping notes on our dispense system. It's really about, you know, something a little bit more formidable that that um, you know can give us those insights. Indeed, indeed, and I and I think a word that comes to mind uh, as you as you have that conversation with me, Robert, is about engagement, and and you know I think the. Uh, the, the, the customer today has to stay engaged with your pharmacy, and and the, and as, if, if John indeed is not in the in, in the in the pharmacy, there still must be an, an an amount of information and an amount of process that can continue on in his absence. Uh, and and be run by those other people that are that are also in that pharmacy who, who understand the customer. So the engagement then is that is, is the key. And and there's some really interesting statistics where where a um, uh, surveys have done with with massive numbers of people showing that that a fully engaged customer is worth a 25% premium to your business. Um, 
and 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 indeed you know we've we've shown that that um you know that that varies depending on industry and and I'd I'd like to ask the question you know to what extent do we have fully engaged customers in our pharmacies and and you know I think the the technology that we've got you know and 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 the the possibilities to make that happen um, are sitting there waiting to be done um, at farm engage that's what our goal is to try and you know Know, get this technology integrated uh, solutions to be able to help the engagement process bring you know, bring that that extra value into pharmacy and and indeed the, the customers experience it will speak for itself they will walk with it they will uh, vote with their feet and come into the store and, and buy online and do all the things they want to do because you're engaging with them yeah, no. Look, it's so it's it's so important, and we're not just seeing it in pharmacy though. That uh, you know we consistently see, and I think you know Telstra are running a good campaign at the moment where you know they've al- they're allowing people to know the name of the person they've spoken to last time, so they can continue that conversation and be more engaged, hopefully. But I guess where where have you seen in other industries that are you know having better engagements with with their customers because of the technology that they're utilising to continue those conversations? throughout all sorts of different channels and environments um, you know it could, it could you know Telstra is obviously one but um, you know what would be a few others that you could think of well well the um, you, you know I think one that, that really does jump you know come to mind for uh, for, for everybody well known is is Apple um, and you know as representing the the whole IT space banks also I think are doing uh, you know a, a pretty good job um, and and if you think about how you engage you know for those uh, you know Apple enthusiasts the, the the customer experience is is awesome and they have really focused on on that whole engagement process um, again in that same survey talking about the uh, the 25 percent premium shows that fully engaged customers in the in the banking space are worth 37 percent more than than your than the average customer, and in in um in in the in the IT space, it's it's almost forty four percent more revenue. So that's real money. That's real, uh, and, and which is why Apple's doing it, right? It's a business that's that's in business to uh, to, to continue to grow. So it's not something that we. Um, uh, you know that, that that's just a nice to look at, and and I think we're in pharmacy, and and I have to say I think Australia is generally catch playing a little bit of catch up. I think maybe we wait and and see how the good things are in the in the, the rest of the world, and then put them in place when they've been proven. Uh, in pharmacy, if if we're kind, we will say we're doing the same thing. We're watching what the technology can do, and uh, and now we're going to bring it in um, when it's already good and proven. And I think uh, you know at that point we we now say well pharmacy guys you're ready let's get going because I think the um, uh, you know this industry is ripe uh, to try and get that customer engagement process happening uh, and to utilize all these technologies that are there and and it said you know loyalty ecom wellness medication management apps they're all words that we know but uh, and, and one integrated um, system can help you bring all of that stuff into uh, in, into its own in your pharmacy yeah, and, and I think, you know, a lot, a lot of the time that the reason why I guess any industry waits and, you know, I guess we're, we're just one of those is to see the proof and to know that, you know, our customers actually want that. And, um, you know, seeing obviously the transformation um, of, you know, banking and finance and particularly the sensitivity around financial data, I think is going to provide us with a much easier journey of um, getting healthcare information into people's smartphones and into interactive devices that they they're working with because they've trusted technology with their finance so health is the next extension but you know look I'm glad you mentioned Apple because I'm probably average that one about one an episode and you know it's just such a fantastic experience and you know obviously to see the value of their customers and how you know it has created this fanatical culture um, of customer experience um, that you know it really does make a very seamless process and we often refer to Apple as maybe the customer service leaders that if we could 
duplicate that in pharmacy, you know, I think it's it's a great position. Then you can see the technology anytime you walk into an Apple store, just really mold into the background to really be the focus and to arm that individual customer service agent that you meet with, uh, with all the information they need to know about you, what you've done, how you arrived there, that you had an appointment at that particular point in time, your location in the store, um, so that you feel, you know, at home when you walk in there. It's not a case of walking into a foreign environment where you're going to be greeted by someone that doesn't know a thing about you, which you know I think is a, is a magical experience whenever you have it. Absolutely, and and I think uh, you you know then it, and again I think the word we use often with uh, with technology is that it's enabling that uh, that transformation, and 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 smart technology uh, I, I think um, is the key to you know to this stuff coming together at this time. I don't think it's coincidental at all. The the interesting thing is uh, you raise the issue of data, um, Robert, and 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 I think one of the um, one of the the challenges we had in pharmacy is that that indeed lots of uh, um, lo- lots of the development over time has been about having that uh, having the the applications working in a pharmacy, and the and and, and that means we 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 call it the, the words used as a fat client, and the fat client means you've got a a, a program operating in the, the pharmacy, and and our our dispense system and our POS system are typical of that. Um, the future is about what we call uh, uh, service uh, a, a software as a service, and and so all of a sudden we have to start thinking of uh, of, of cloud-based solutions that uh, allow the, the the software to be operating um, a, a, in a more global environment. So when you walk into Apple, you can actually work and in, walk into any Apple store. A little bit challenging for an individual pharmacy who wants to operate as an independent, because this future view will be when I walk as a customer I want to actually walk in to uh, any pharmacy and get my experience now the brands will be able to do that the banner groups will be able to do that better than than an individual pharmacy however at an individual level you can still create that customer engagement experience that the interesting thing is I think in in the way technology is moving is that the, the cloud is really offering um, to be honest, you know, higher levels of security and privacy over what you can do in your pharmacy, and the individual uh, pharmacies have to remain, you know, connected to the internet. That allows for, you know, for for the potential hacking and all the other issues. Um, but uh, I think with the with the cloud, you you can secure data. The banks have proven that, as you mentioned, and 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 now it also means that I can create a customer experience that's actually again about this. I keep using the word engagement. That is, I've I've I've, I've shopped somewhere. <laughs> Um, I have to be able to get my uh, my uh, my my loyalty voucher, my points, whatever I'm using, and I have to be able to uh, you, you know show that to the customer when they turn up in the store tomorrow or later today, and and that real time experience is now expected. I should be able to see it on my phone. Uh, if I go home and I look on the inter- on my uh, my customer profile, uh, I should be able to see my wellness experience, what medications I've used, my. Uh, my loyalty points and and at farm engage that's what we've been striving for to try and get that 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 double edge uh one is the customer experience and and seamlessly see everything they're doing and at the at the pharmacy level equally having the information available so they can make a better health and wellness decision on behalf of the pharmacy uh, on behalf of the customer Mm. And, and I think that's where it all starts is just that customer journey and we probably don't give enough time to actually planning that and uh, in a recent episode uh, the retail doctor Brian Walker said that you know that really we need to be mapping that customer journey both online and offline and realistically stop trying to separate the two because it really is the way business is being operated right now as most businesses are being demanded to be 24-7 retailers. Sure, you may not expect to talk to someone 24 hours a day or maybe you do, we, we need to find out that from our customers, but it's about mapping that. And, um, you know, I think, unfortunately, at a store level, um, you know, obviously having so much on-premise has re- has meant that pharmacists and their teams have had to become IT experts and need to know enough to know what to do when things go wrong, maintaining things, updating software and so forth. And, you know, the way in which we've always spoken about cloud is that it puts it in the hands of people that live and breathe that every single day 
and it delivers a service to you that you can literally plug into like you would with your electricity at home. You're not having to maintain all of the electricity plants that uh, deliver you the energy. So I guess it's about how do we bring that all together? Because at a store level, there's so many different systems that we utilize, dispense, pause, most of which are on-premise. Some are cloud-based if we have medication management systems, loyalty systems. But they're all at the moment mostly sitting in silo. But, you know, is there a magic formula and is there an ingredient that we can utilize to tie that all together without needing to be IT experts ourselves? Interesting and if we think about that, Robert, you, you, the answer is yes. And and the challenge, I think, has always been to try and uh, solve the problem as a, as a software problem. The problem isn't a software problem. The problem is that we haven't been looking at the customer as the center of the whole discussion. And as soon as you make the customer the center of the discussion, then you can use the technology to then bring together the other pieces of it. So from our point of view, we, uh, uh, we, we, you know, we have built our, our technology as a modular system that it can indeed uh, tap in. I think one word buzzword at the moment is interoperable. Uh, we can make it interoperable so you can continue to use in the pharmacy your, your favorite dispense system. You can use your favorite point of sale system. Makes no difference to us. All that's doing is collecting and and, and and making, um, we'll call it transactional data. That transactional data wants to feed back to the customer experience. So the, the, the glue is the customer and, and the process of bringing the transactions back to that customer's individual uh, profile. And you build that profile and then all of a sudden you have what um, what then gets turned with some clever algorithms and, 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 and meaningful insights. You get, uh, you get the opportunity to have a relationship management system and then the engagement follows as a as a result of, of that whole uh, that whole discussion so the journey itself is is starting to starting from a um uh, from a from a, a world where we were simply using that, that technology those clients down at the in the store to do a simple transactional process you know doing the dispense doing the, uh, the the payment of it and and making sure you could you could financially reconcile all of that uh, to then saying well actually bits of that data are really valuable for that customer experience bring that forward to a central customer database system and so that so what you do is you rather than integrating with the the systems themselves as you you bring the transactional data from them and utilize that and and and, and cloud becomes essential because the volumes of data and the type of exp- type of data that comes in is, is so critical to then be able to uh, be able to make that customer's experience one that says doesn't matter whether I shop online doesn't matter whether I've, I've got my my on the go medication reminder doesn't matter what I'm using um, I'm, I'm, I'm known understood and and can get a bit of better service from my pharmacy as a result of that and, and that indeed is what uh, what we're about here at, uh, at farm engage yeah, and 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 also also it comes comes down to I guess what we're going to do with it, and, and I guess those algorithms that you talk about in terms of being able to translate all of those different data sources, and that may exist to try to you know isolate particular dominant patient groups and types within your pharmacy it may also be to try to segment you know your your top level merchandise so that you can actually you know customize your store layout based on you know the 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 most valuable products for your top level customers so that you don't have to be everything to everyone and make those smarter decisions so are those algorithms customizable to you know give the pharmacist an easy understanding as to what's going on in the business or is it something that you know that they're going to need to you know really sit down with someone who can customize it for them well the the absolutely it should be in the hands of the pharmacy and and the but the start point is always understanding. So the, the very first thing that we need to do is, is uh, because again, one of the challenges is there's that much data, um, but, but the decision-making process and, and what you do and how you drive your business has to be in the hands of the pharmacy and, and, the, uh, and the, uh, the algorithms, the, the tools and, and, and applications available today enable that absolutely. The, 
um, but it does come back to asking the right questions. So part of the the start point, I think, is where uh, where where you know people who understand pharmacy utilize the technology, but also can ask the right questions. And uh, and and you know, I think people like yourself, Robert, where you go into a store and and really try and understand, you know, kind of what are the what are the issues, and um, and then you know then start to build up a, a an understanding of what are the priorities and then turn that into a um, into a conversation with the pharmacy where they go okay these are the things I need to work on and with that then you know this this whole setup of the store the merchandising the customer input into it then becomes the uh, the reality that um, uh, or becomes the the, the the next highest business priority um, and then the tools are there to support them absolutely. Yeah, and and I guess those tools, you know, just some so many times, you know, it can be overwhelming with the number of them. You know, it'd be loyalty systems, SMS reminders. Um, it could also be medication management systems, um, all of which, um, you know, do all function, you know, in disparate parts. And uh, you know, it it can be very very overwhelming for a pharmacist and an owner to you know look at understanding what those systems can do and maximise their capabilities. So I, I imagine you know is that something that you help to solve in that you cannot tie all of those things together to get an integration between everything? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's and, and that indeed is our start point. We go in and uh, in, into a, into a pharmacy. We, uh, we we look and listen and ask the right questions. And then, as I said, the the modular approach of our our technology allows you to uh, you know, to tie in all the different components that you have or would like to have. The 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 again back to those algorithms. Then. Actually, the approach we've taken in this whole discussion is that the the intelligent decision-making process should be done in the background. Um, and so you know what was dispensed, you know when it next needs to come in. So the medication reminder service should actually be a, uh, a behind-the-scenes thing and only intervened with when uh, when when there's an exception. Uh, likewise with loyalty, it should be all pre-programmed. You decide what kind of, uh, what kind of um, uh, um, rewards and incentives you want to provide to the audience to your customer audience, um, then, you know, program them into the system and let it run by itself. So um, there's always a, a, a setup process. Uh, but from our point of view, that's got an absolute minimum interruption with the business. We take care of all of the, uh, the work in the background because otherwise it just won't happen. Um, but with that said, there's always one one proviso in the whole discussion and that is um, you know a willingness of the pharmacy in the first place to undertake this transformation transformation um, and and it's a um, you know and that first discussion is the one that's really important that says uh, I, I'm, I'm interested in having a look but the next discussion is um, all right so I'm really serious now I want to do something what are the what are the touch points that I need to go through and, and a lot of this thing is um, you know as, as we've discussed before Robert is, is a behavior change and uh, and if I understand that there's enough you know impetus in the marketplace for me to make that change to, to make sure my business uh, start you know gets back to profitability uh, then I'll, 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 I'll start to engage these uh, these systems and people and processes to make it all uh, make it all come together and, and that's a key point that I know our listeners are thinking right now in that any change that they make any implementation of new systems or any you know new ways of doing things in their business they're looking at thinking well we've just suffered another round of heavy PBS reform on April 1 we're likely to get that again so we're dropping profitability if I'm going to invest my time and money into the building this type of, you know, relationship and implementing these tools, you know, I know we referenced some um, some key stats around banking and consumer electronics in terms of what an engaged customer potentially is worth to a business. But I guess for for our listeners that are thinking, well, return on investment, what 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 would you say back to that? In that, you know, what you know, is it is it simply about changing the way you're doing business to stay relevant right now? Um, or is it a case that you know this strategy can pay off in spades quite quickly? The 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 strategy can pay off in spades quickly. It really can. The very simple, easy, low hanging fruit is that indeed medication reminders. It's still astounding how few people actually you know leverage that to uh, to 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 get the customers back to fill their prescriptions. That's a, that's that that's still a you know all the all the stats will tell you that still you know half of the prescriptions that should be taken are not. Now we can't influence them all, but we can certainly make a big impact. Our data shows us that. 
uh, that you can immediately get a 21% improvement in people's uh, uh, medications, um, uh, prescription taking, which equals, uh, you know, as much as a, a $188 a patient per year. And if you multiply that out, that equals the amount you're going to lose in your uh, in your PBS reduction uh, price reductions. So the the ROI then if you also include the the loyalty um, and and the whole engagement process the the, the numbers of of 25% premium overall on 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 an engaged fully engaged customer is absolutely there for the taking in pharmacy and it really could be as much as 33 or 44 as we see in in IT and banking. And I, I think those numbers are absolutely there. there uh, the ROI then then also starts to look quite silly because the amount of money you spend on it is negligible compared to the returns that you can get and, and actually need to get to stay relevant and stay uh, stay viable. Yeah, and, and, and as we're transitioning, as I've spoken a fair bit on the show, from that transaction economy to the wisdom economy, um, it's giving pharmacists you know, that ability to stay more engaged in the conversation rather than having to you know, run in and out of different systems or, as, as we've been so accustomed to, up and down a two-and-a-half-foot step uh, because we don't have automation of our logistics in our dispensaries. So it does change the way, I guess, you focus more on the strength of what a pharmacist can bring to a, a patient on an everyday basis and uh, you know at the same time you know we're, we've never been asked to do more with a whole lot less right now and we've always rushed off our feet in trying to impart the best amount of wisdom to each patient but we always tend to be overrun with the n- sheer number of them so if we can get these insights delivered to us in a packaged format that um, allows us to have a I guess a more efficient conversation but certainly a more insightful one um, it can't be undersold I imagine absolutely and and again using the uh, using this the, the technology and the information that's available um, one of the one of the challenges and you mentioned it before about people going online just to, to look for you know go Google or, or anything else to find out about my condition and my issues um, it's also been shown that that, that uh, you know a lot of the data that sits in Wikipedia and places that, that that come up immediately in your search are actually is actually unreliable one of the real opportunities that we've created is the op- is is to bring meaningful and relevant and properly screened healthcare information under the heading of the pharmacy so when a customer goes online, they would go into your pharmacy, uh, um, your pharmacy, um, into their portal brought to you by your pharmacist, who is your most trusted healthcare professional. Now, if that information you're searching and, and running through uh, is 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 relevant and can be served up to you in a way in which it makes you um, makes you believe and understand it, then actually a lot of that engagement and those questions that they've come into store for previously can be addressed online. Then when I come into the store, I can ask a better question and I can actually get the, you know, get more relevance. And from a pharmacist's point of view, that's also more exciting because in that way, um, I'm actually not answering the, the real basic simple stuff which should be available on uh, in, in a different in a different platform but it's now available in in a follow-on conversation that then is again this fully engaged customer and by coming into store and and then redeeming uh you know the, their loyalty vouchers and points uh you know then the experience is completed and i will come back to that ph- your pharmacy routinely because i actually enjoy this experience i get something out of it um, and uh, again that lifetime value of the customer goes up your share of their wallet goes up and uh, and and that in the end is, is the only thing that's going to keep the business going yeah, yeah. And and for our listeners as well, like you mentioned that obviously there's been a few trials and you've and it's not a, not a brand new technology. So what what have been some of the best cases that you've seen of pharmacies adopting this system um, already? And it might be a single pharmacy, it may be a group and please reference where you can, um, of where they've achieved really good success and, you know, have seen those changes in the way they engage with their customers. Um, we we have uh, as our flagship group, uh, uh, and again I've, I've spoken with them. They're happy for me to say that Discount Drug Stores has been uh, working with us now for, for for a number of years, and and we can see within that group that that there are a number of pharmacies that have embraced the whole idea of of engaging the the, the customer. It starts with with uh, and, and again this is probably one of the key things. It starts with customer consent, and that's always one of the issues that uh, that that that, that kind of holds people up a little bit um 
But if you ask a customer, would you like better health care provided by me and my, my staff here in my pharmacy, the, the answer is invariably yes, please. And from there, once you've got consent with the customer, you can start the engagement and you can start the communication. Um, in, in some of the stores with, uh, with, with the discount drug, drug stores group, we, you know, we have thousands of customers registered. Most people's you know kind of regular customer base would be say between three to five thousand people who are coming into your store routinely the more people you get engaged and we have some other pharmacies outside of the the, the group uh, are, are engaging thousands of, of of customers in their data set and then as we build out more services and 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 uh, and dds have been very good uh, working with us in that that we are continually increasing that uh, that engagement process that's their strategy to make sure that the the, the customers experience uh, is that you know why would I go anywhere else because I'm getting everything I need here and with that um, we are starting to see some seriously good results and I think um, you know the independent uh, uh, data in the marketplace shows that uh, uh, the, the runs are on the board for the group and um, and and those individual farmers you know, a, a seriously holding up the, the, the decline in, in, in dollar value that's coming because of the PBS reforms, uh, those, those, uh, those sales are actually being put back on the books, in fact, increasing uh, with, the, uh, with, the, with the, um, the implementation of the programs that are available. Yeah, and and you meant and you mentioned that in terms of growth in spite of PBS reform, and ultimately, you know, a pharmacy does need to grow to retain its current place in the market in terms of its overall profitability each year. As you know, we get paid less and less per prescriptions, and uh, most pharmacy businesses are very dispensary heavy in terms of its income um, driving in the business. So ultimately, it could very well be that you know your best customer acquisition strategy may be to maximise and retain your customer base and do a better job of creating that remarkable experience so that perhaps you're able to um, create advocates not only for your pharmacy but inside the community that uh, I guess inspires people to you know see that pharmacy as that destination and a healthcare hub that's very helpful but you know goes to a great detail of really understanding what people need and engaging them with very strongly so I guess whenever we've looked at you know doing that externally and you know we often refer to marketing as a conversation that you have with a customer when they're not in front of you um, how does understanding our customers is so much better through these platforms allow us to, I guess, customise a better marketing approach um, to our communities? The the opportunity really is is in, indeed that um, Robert and the the, uh, the the taking the the information um, and and then having a, we've mentioned the word before but the algorithms that uh, that allow it to go there. So uh, if I make an offer to to a customer, it has to be relevant. So if I've collected enough information around them, then I know you know I know age and gender, all the basic stuff. Actually, I don't always know that. Um, then I also understand a bit about their their conditions and areas of interest. Uh, then I also know a bit more about what they're purchasing in front of shop. Then I can make offers and and deals specific to a customer and send out you know send out those uh, um, uh, you know those incentives to come back into the store to continue to shop. Then I can also offer incentives to come back in for the, your health and wellness assessment. So that destination concept I think is being reinforced again in the in the fifth community, but it'll, it'll you know it, I think hopefully with with even more. More, uh, with more behind it in the sixth community agreement that is you know the professional services component of this so when I come into the store I am engaging with my healthcare professional and that whole that whole opportunity is then to come back in and you know pay for the services that that rightly should be paid for and and brings a, a you know kind of a, a, a different model um, that is much more relevant that we're not competing with the, the supermarkets uh, we're actually uh, you know, as you say, the, the destination uh, is relevant. I go there because I need to understand more about my, um, you, know, you know, my my, my vaccination schedule because I'm going overseas. I need to know more. I need to get my vaccinations. I need to know more about my 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 uh, my. Um, 
uh, a cardiovascular risk and that I can feed that into my profile. And then as I'm, I'm collecting all that information, again, it becomes uh, an informed algorithm that then makes an offer to a customer um, that says, you know, maybe you, you know, there, there, are, there are other opportunities for you to, to work with us. Uh, we have to be careful, of course, with all the legislation on what you can and can't promote. Uh, but the, uh, I think, the opportunity is there to be much more uh, creative in, in bring, bringing that relevance to the customer and, uh, and and staying in touch with that whole that whole conversation. Um, uh, and it, and it's an exciting time because there's so much to do. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it could very well be that we're just entering an era of personalization where no one expects to see every single product, every single range in a particular shop or retail environment, let alone a pharmacy. And it's really about utilizing all of this smart data um, to create the knowledge to be able to create a pharmacy that's in touch with the community and not just simply trying to duplicate everything it does 160, 170 times across Australia and uh, you know, really being able to provide that experience um, not only through external marketing but you know as, as we've talked about a little bit on the show just even the last few weeks you know utilizing things like eye beacons to personalize the experience when they're in the pharmacy uh, to activate these personalized offers at the time of wanting to purchase rather than you know the old age um, thing of you know as we see in supermarkets where you might be given a discount coupon to get 20% off something the next time you visit rather than being you you know when you're engaged and involved in that decision in the in store yes absolutely and i think there's 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 a, a you know a couple of issues there to to deal with um but again, a consented patient indeed should be able to receive those offers um, and via the iBeacon. And again, that's where your customer relationship management is the fundamental driver. Uh, the second part of that discussion is that if it's not cloud-based, you can't do it. And the third part of that discussion is to have the right algorithms that then say, I know enough about that customer to be able to make that offer that makes it relevant. And while they're in your pharmacy or walking past it, they get that offer and they come into store. And, and I, it's the, I, I think it's that simple in the future that that's where it goes to. And the customer will vote with their feet. If they don't want it, they'll say, please don't send me this anymore. They'll turn it off. And if they do want it, they'll go, wow, that's really relevant. And boy, I just saved some money. And I will come back to this pharmacy because that makes sense for me. Yeah, and, and I guess we've mentioned the word engagement so many times in, in our chat, but it really does show proof of engagement that you are listening, you aren't, you do understand what they need and you're delivering them something that is entirely relevant and very personal to that person at that point in time. And, uh, you know, that's just such a key thing. And I think inherently we expect it. Um, every time we walk into a shop, we'd love the retailer to know a little bit more about us and no doubt our patients expect that that and they don't expect to be met with someone who doesn't ever know them if they've been a 20-year customer, whether it's someone who's been there for a week or, or 15 years. So it's, it's just you know such an exciting time to be able to look at how we can personalise this. And I guess that allows us to you know, look a little bit to, toward the future. And um, you know, perhaps if we cast, cast an eye, you know, when we take away those two massive barriers of time and resources, um, you know, in an accelerated fashion, what would you love to see? Um, you know, all, how how would you love this to come to fruition and be implemented in pharmacy businesses today? The. The the, the the whole notion that, that first of all, I think embraced by by pharmacy to say yes I would like to be doing this and then uh, and then the technologies that are available to just to start really in, in, in ingraining it into the whole way we operate I think key couple of key things has to be one you have to uh, speed up that uh, that paper um, getting rid of that paper prescription so that uh, you then can feed technology uh, machines that can actually do the dispensing so that you're not just sticking labels on boxes all that's got to be taken care of so then the the, the transition is uh, I walk into the pharmacy uh, up on my uh, on my iPad while I'm standing there is a, is the is the face of the customer and, and it tells me who he is or she is and then uh, and then you know anything that I've communicated with that customer in the past that says look uh, you know you've got a, a number of medications so you should really be here for a uh, for a um, a meds check or uh, you know I know that you bought some things last time I want 
want to talk to you quickly about that. You've got some vouchers issued and, and that whole profile is in front of you as a pharmacist. And you can walk over to the customer and say, hi, Mr. Jones, welcome back. Good to see you. What can I help you with today? Or by the way, did you see? And then and, and it's that the, 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 the whole shape and look of the pharmacy would be different. I think we'd have uh, consulting rooms in there much more than uh, than there's being experiments that are being done at the moment. But, uh, you know, the whole look and feel starts to change and the technology sits in the background just making it all happen and uh, and everybody's buying into it and it's all that the uh, that, then that that lovely space where the uh, you know, the, the NBN hopefully is uh, uh, internet connections are all working well and everything is working nicely and um, and and it's now you know now a face to face engagement and that customer journey which you've mentioned before is then you know uh, it's an ongoing relationship that builds and deepens and uh, and and as a result um, you know customers are spending much more of their money back in the pharmacy than they uh, than they are otherwise spending in in, um, in 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 the supermarket environment and that makes um, that makes this whole nature of this business change and it'd be really exciting to be part of that and driving it through yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's establishing a pharmacist role as that key leader in the primary healthcare community and coordinator and, you know, that trusted advisor of where people should go and help them navigate that journey beyond just simply supply and basic advice and compliance, which is obviously what we what we have done very, very well for a long period of time. But, you know, we recognise that there is a much larger journey that our customers are on. They do need guidance. You know, Google's never going to do it for them. Um, and we we are the most freely accessible um, healthcare professionals in our communities, and uh, we've been known for being those you know, navigators over a long period of time. And you know, we do have the technology at our fingertips now to be able to embrace that in the digital age. So, very, very, very exciting. Wim, it's been great having you on the show today. Uh, I know that our listeners are going to take away so much away from you know how they can deepen their customer relationship and engage better with their customers, and that the technology does enable them to you know really create that journey however which way they would like to and uh, I guess there's never been a better time to be able to choose you know the journey and the pathway you want your pharmacy to go on it's just about you know taking those first steps forward. Indeed. Thank you very much, Robert. Really appreciate it here. And uh, and and the, and the buzzword is engage. If people think about engage, they should think about farm engage. And and uh, and we we're here to um, you know to partner with whomever they need to have um, bring these uh, bring this to life. And, and as you said, I think it's an exciting journey, an exciting time, and there isn't never been a better time. And um, we uh, we're excited to be part of it. Cheers. Thanks, Wim. Thanks, Robert. Well, after listening to our conversation, you'd be thinking that there's more technology that you can poke a stick at and that you couldn't possibly have a stick long enough to reach all of it. And I guess that's about really recognizing the purpose of the technology in enabling you to do so much more and to punch above our physical weight that we don't have the expertise or the time to be able to do for our patients. And that's where all of these different systems fit in And as Wim spoke about, it's really about understanding about that customer journey and what you're wanting to achieve. And the technology's there for you to able to do it. So our three key learnings, well, the first one is that engagement is valuable. You know, he quoted some great statistics around, obviously, the banking sector with you know, customers who engage were 37% more valuable in the premium that they were willing to spend in terms of basket size and transaction size. And also in, in consumer technology, um, Apple, for example, 44% more valuable and a higher premium to be able to do that. So what that figure represents for pharmacy is unknown to us at the moment, but it's too big to ignore and really understand. And I guess if we bring it back to our own experiences of what we are like when a retailer engages with us, I think we've answered the question as to why every single person when an Apple product comes out is more than willing to line up for hours for that product, even though it's available downstairs, perhaps even a little bit cheaper at a you know a different retailer like Good Guys or JB Hi-Fi. They get access to all the Apple products the same time as Apple's own stores do, but it's remarkable how people will get drawn to their stores instead of actually going in there and buying it a little bit cheaper and probably not even having to wait. It's the experience and the connectedness that they actually have, which ultimately is our second key learning is that 
The technology is the enabler for that more personal relationship. You know, we have to think about that customer journey. We have to think about the bigger role that we can play for our customers beyond supply, beyond just compliance and basic advice. It's really being that consumer hub. We all talk about wanting to become that health destination pharmacy, but we need to understand what our community needs and we need to listen better And understanding our data gives us the ability to listen to conversations and insights that don't just inherently walk into our front door. We can get some of it that way, but we've got so much and such a big wealth of information that we need to tap into it. And the algorithms that can get put together to bring it all together into wisdom that we can use in our businesses to create those closer relationships is too big to ignore and we really need to embrace it. And the third, as we've been talking about, is the proof is not that this is just a whimsical concept that doesn't exist right now. It is proven in other industries. Apple is showing it. The banking sector is showing it. Even pizza, as we've spoken about. I haven't mentioned Domino's for a few episodes, so there we go. I've caught back up on my regular routine of mentioning them, but you can personalize a pizza. You can have a very close personal relationship with a pizza company, Um, and that's only one single product, and it's nothing that's meaningful like health, which really has the ability to influence the quality of life that we all lead and how close we can have have longer term relationships with our families and our communities that really have us in good health for as long as possible. So if we can embrace that just as well, even half as well as those guys are, it's going to make such a massive difference and we'll stop being so price sensitive in thinking that that is the biggest difference we can give people because it only focuses on the supply aspect and not the full and remarkable customer journey that a lot of our patients are on. Always talk about the relationship we can have with a diabetic customer because it is such a complicated relationship for them to negotiate in the primary healthcare arena and we as pharmacists have so much knowledge to be able to help them navigate navigate it, but also enable them to make smarter decisions about what are the best ways and the ways to avoid pitfalls in terms of managing their condition. So we need to think bigger and we need to build that experience out across all sorts of platforms, whether it's whether they come into the pharmacy, they open up an email from us, it just needs to show that we care first and that we're actually utilizing what we know to give them a better insight rather than giving them a very transactional experience, which again, will always leave us open to price sensitivity. So we need to think beyond that to create that additional value. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Transformation. Don't forget, we're going to be live at the Future Health Summit next week. So send through all your questions. You can access all the information regarding the conference from our show notes at robertstar.com forward slash episode 59. And of course, we've got a feature interview next week with Sarah Kosharski, which is an inspiring story of her journey as an e-patient and how technology has helped to improve her healthcare journey, not only for herself, but how it's transforming healthcare globally. I know you're going to love it. And also, if you've taken something away from this week's show, if you've got a question for Wim, make sure you put it in the show notes at the bottom. There's always space to leave a comment or a question, and I'm sure Wim would be only too happy to respond to that question individually as well. Have a great week, everyone, and I look forward to speaking to you again next week. Bye for now.